Welcome to the Paradigms and Perspective Podcast. I am your host, Joe Simmons, and on this podcast, we talk about paradigms and perspectives and how people can achieve different results just by changing their paradigm and their perspectives. Let's get started with today's episode. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the four rules for life from billionaire investor Warren Buffett. So let's get right into it. The first rule is choose your friends wisely. Yes, Warren Buffett recommends that you choose your friends wisely. And I completely and utterly agree with him. Choosing your friends can have a positive impact or a negative impact on your life. The first reason why you should choose your friends wisely is because of value. You want to have friends that are valuable, that can help you, that are just, you know, all around good people to be around. You don't want to have a friend that is not valuable. It just doesn't make any sense. You know, you're going to be out of alignment. So, uh, you guys need to uh, be able to provide value to each other, but also share some of the same values and believe some of the same things. Uh, my second point of why you should choose your friends wisely is kind of what I previously just alluded to, which is reciprocity. You also want to have friends that reciprocate value. So I add value to you, you add value to me. But also you want to have friends that are also resourceful in the sense that they don't want to just always be like, well, I don't have... XYZ resources, so that's the reason why I can't help you. You know, so having friends is, you know, very important. And a quick example of reciprocity can be, you know, let's say, for example, uh, you need to paint your house. And your friends say, hey, I know a, a, a painter or, or my cousin's a painter, you know, he can paint, you, uh, paint your house for you. That's adding value to you. It also, you know, social proof and third-party validation. The cousin comes up, the cousin or the friend or their associate or colleague, they come over there, they paint your house for you. They do a good job. You pay them. And then you thank um, your friend for that. Let's say six months down the line, uh, your friend is, you know, need to have a contract drawn up. And you say, hey, well, I know this uh, great attorney friend of mine. The attorney friend draws out the great contract for your friend, and now they're able to have a uh, great experience uh, based on whatever type of transaction they're trying to accomplish. Or it may be that it may be a business deal that your attorney friend may help them win, which may help them make more money. So that's why I say, you know, reciprocity. He helped you get your house painted, and you helped him with a business contract. So, reciprocity. Uh, Network, too. You also want to have friends that have a network, just like I previously just mentioned. Uh, You don't want to have a friend where you're the only person that has a network, and they don't have a network as well that you can also be introduced to, but also where... Now you have two networks that can be resourceful to each other. So you want to have a friend uh, that has a network. That shows that they're ambitious and that they have influence and that they also provide uh, value to others. 
based on what I said uh, in my first point. Because people won't be around people if they can't see the value in them or if they can't receive value from somebody. Nobody just wants to be around somebody that's just always take, 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 take. You want to be around somebody that give, 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 give. So that makes a huge difference. And then the last point or reason why you should choose your friends wisely is going back to, you know, the sum total of everything, new opportunities. You want to be able to have friends that can help you with new opportunities, you know? So that includes, you know, like I said before, you want to have friends that have that that have value. You want to have friends that reciprocate. You also want to have friends that provide a, a network, you know? And then, you, like I said, you also want to have friends that provide opportunities for you. You know, I could think of two quick examples. Uh when I was coming off my mild depression from 2010 to 2012, and I started working for a real estate company, uh, my mentor at the time, Steve, who I was his assistant, we wound up becoming friends. Well, Steve went to HR, put in a good word for me, and he gave me an opportunity for me to interview with Mark Argento, who eventually became my recruiter, which helped me launch my career at uh, the parent company, working in the financial services industry. And that launched my career to becoming a corporate trainer and one of the top strategists and, and, and subject matter experts for a you know, multi-being out of corporation. So I built friends, I, I made friends with Steve, and then Steve was able to open up a new opportunity for me, and then that one opportunity led to additional opportunities. Uh, another situation, too, which... Because of Steve, that allowed me to uh, meet my good friend and business partner, Roderick Nunez, who I have had on this podcast uh, several times. Uh, Roderick May introduced me to the legal service uh, Legal Shield, which gives you access to uh, legal services. And there's times where a couple of years ago where I needed an attorney for something because I had access to that uh, Legal Shield network. I was able to get the legal advice that I needed. And sometimes, because it was a part of my membership, the consultations were free because it was built into my membership. So as you can see, by having Steve and by having Rodime, uh inside of my, uh, becoming friends with them and having my friends network, that allowed for me to take advantage of new opportunities. The second rule is improve your communication skills. And communication is so important. The first reason why communication is so important is is message. Before you communicate, make sure you have a message. Don't try to communicate just for the sake of communicating. Make sure you have a message. Make sure you have a meaning. Make sure you have a reason on why this message is so important. Why this message needs to be happening now. And why do you need to tell the uh, receiver about this message? So, the first point on why communication skills are important is, okay, have a message. Why the message is important and why this person. The second reason why you want to improve your communication skills is is for clarity and concepts. So, clarity. Getting back to the message, you want to make sure that your message and your communication is very clear. 
when your communication is not very clear, it creates conflict and it creates chaos. I'm going to say that one more time. When your communication is not clear, it creates conflict and it creates chaos. And then now it just leads to frustration. So you want to make sure is you know you're very intentional about your communication being clear. Make sure it's comprehensible. Make sure it's understanding. And then concepts. You may need to explain some of your concepts so that people can better comprehend, understand what you're saying. But concepts or frameworks, that's how um, the brain learns best. And that makes the message more conducive to receiving. So you want to make sure your communication is clear and you want to make sure you speak in concepts. You want to make sure there's also a connection between the two so that when somebody hears it, their brain can automatically make that connection to it. And that's, you know, this is the reason why, like I said, being clear and having concepts is so important. It's a, a, a huge mistake that most people make when it comes to their communication. So uh, remember that. And the third thing why you want to improve your communication skills is because of feedback. You want to be able to read body language. You want to be able to read facial expressions. You want to be able to hear tonality. So by improving your communication skills, you know, you can look at the feedback. Okay, I tried communicating this way. That's not working. Let me try something else. I tried this. That's not working. Okay, oh, I finally found it. This is the type of communication style with this person or this is how I should present the message. So feedback is very important. Feedback also, like we said, helps you improve your communication so you can see what you did right. You can see what needs to be improved and you can see what you did wrong. So feedback is the third reason why uh, you would want to increase your communication skills. And I think uh, most importantly for most people, lastly, is you want to make sure your communication is enjoyable. That's right, enjoyable. Even if somebody has to communicate with you for a serious uh, matter or even for fun, if their past experiences communicating with you is not enjoyable, they're going to be very hesitant and very reluctant to want to communicate with you. And then they won't be communi- they'll be recu- they'll be communicating with you out of necessity, not because they want to. So, uh, so yes, remember that. So that's the reason why you would want or reasons why you want to improve your communication skills. And number three principle for life is say no. Yes, that's right. Say no. Warren Buffett has this infamous decision-making uh, criteria where he says no 99% of the time. So, if he was to pre- present it with 100 investment opportunities, he's saying no to 99 of them, and he's only picking that one. And it has been very monumental to the key to his success in business and in life. But the first reason why you want to say no is because you want to create boundaries. You want to set the stage. You want to let everybody know. You want to set the standards about this is how you operate and this is how people you know, need to communicate or interact with you. So by saying no, you set boundaries. You let people know that, hey, this is not free access, that 
you know, there's a process, there's a system, there's a methodology to how you uh, live and run your life. The second thing is the reason why you want to say no is because of priorities. So now once you set the boundaries by saying no, that allows you to really engage in your priorities. And I know it's hard for a lot of people to understand. You have priorities. Yes, I have priorities. You should have priorities too as well. That things that you you know mm-hmm. that you have to do or things that you really want to do on a day-to-day basis. So saying no gives you more time to really focus on uh, your priorities. Next, um, opportunity and experience alignment. So, once, so now that you have set your boundaries and you have your priorities, the opportunities and the experience that you have, going back to what I just talked about, they're in alignment. So you may tell somebody no, it's because you hey, you have this time allocated towards this opportunity that you want to uh, experience. Or you may say no to this person because you may have this uh, family trip that you want to experience with your family or with your friends. So saying no uh, is very important. Uh, a bonus reason for saying no is because of a schedule. And your schedule helps with all that. Your schedule helps you set boundaries. Your schedule helps you set your priorities down. Your schedule helps you take advantage of opportunities. Your schedule also helps you with planning for different experiences that you want to have with different people in your life. And the last reason why you want to say no is self-acceptance. And when you say no, you have to accept it for yourself why you're saying no and who you're saying no to. You can't say yes to everything. You can't be everywhere at all places at all times. So by you saying no, you accept that, hey, look, you're accepting this for yourself. You're doing this for yourself. You're doing this to better your life experience, to give your life more fulfillment, you know, when you say no. And like I said, you have to self-accept it. But you have to be okay with saying no to a specific person. Or, as I always recommend, if you can't say no, then you hire somebody to say no for you. A lot of wealthy people do that. They have a no person that makes six figures. And their whole job is to tell family members and friends no. So that way they don't have to be the bad guy. But yeah, you got to learn how to say no. And I'm going to quote one of my favorite quotes. Which is in alignment with this was from Steve Jobs. They always ask Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs, uh, what are you most proud of at Apple? Just as much as we do great things, I'm also proud of what we don't do. So Steve Jobs understood that. He also said, you know, and this also goes from the uh, the Jim Collins quote: "You have to say no to good to get to great." And Steve Jobs mentioned this in an interview one time when he says that. Our time is finite, so we are really focused on doing great things, not good things. So that means that a lot of times we have to say no to a lot of things in order for us to produce, you know, great products. Just like the time, uh, too, uh, with Mark Parker, who's the, I believe, he's either the current CEO of Nike or he's the former CEO of Nike. But uh, Mark Parker talked about one of the first times he had a conversation with Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs told him, 
Nike makes some of the best product in the world. But you guys also produce a lot of junk. So he's like, you get rid of the junk and you guys can be, you guys, you know, can do great work and continue to do great work. So the importance of no is very important to improving your life. And the last rule for life is Warren Buffett recommends that you you go to bed a little smarter. Yes, that's right. Go to bed a little bit smarter. The first reason why you want to do this is because by going to bed a little bit smarter, you're making progress. That's right, you're making progress. You're learning something that's making you smarter, that's making you knowledgeable about something that you're either interested in or that you're trying to pursue. So by going to bed a little bit smarter, you're making progress, like I said, towards something that you're interested in or something that you want to learn more about. The second reason why you want to go to bed a little bit smarter is because of growth. We all know we're growth human beings. We're either growing or dying. So by going to bed a little bit smarter and learning something, you're going to allow it to grow. Not only that, you may even get to the point where when you're sleeping, you may have more ideas and you may have uh, more things you want to research. And you might have more questions that will lead you towards more growth, to lead you towards more knowledge. Because you went to bed a little bit smarter, so that helps with growth. Not only that, when you go a little, go to bed a little bit smarter, it increases your confidence. Because you now you learn something, now you know more than you did before you went to bed. And, and like I said, that helps out with uh, confidence. Because your cognition increase. So when your cognition increases, you're more confident because you know more about it. Versus if you didn't go to bed a little bit smarter, you didn't know about it. Now you're a little bit more hesitant. And your confidence is not as rock solid as it could be. So that's how going, a little, going to bed a little bit smarter helps with your confidence. And lastly, when you go to bed a little bit smarter... It increases your goals and it increases your execution when you take action. So, because you went to be a little bit smarter and because you're learning more, now you have more goals to pursue the thing that you're learning about. Now you actually want to just take it from in your head to actually put it into action. So, you actually, have, like I said, you're increasing your goals. But you also increase in execution because you actually want to put what you learn into practice. You know? So if you read something about uh, your health, you got you would have been a little bit smarter about your health. Now you actually want to put that practice into place to see, okay, has this knowledge or can this knowledge actually help me improve my health? Well, you may learn about a new investment or you may learn about a new saving tactic or well, you may find out about a way that you could potentially make more money. Now you actually want to actually go ahead and execute, put a strategy in and go ahead and execute that to see if that actually does make sense. Can you actually produce that result or even a better result? In your relationships, you might have went in bed about how to improve your communication or how to, uh, as we talked about previously, or how to improve your relationships. They may have gave you some tips. So now you want to go out there and put some relationship goals in place and actually execute. So, my final words on 
choosing your friends wisely, improving your communication, saying no, and going to be a little a little smarter. Is that I feel like all four of these can really help you dramatically live a better quality life and have life or increase the probability of life fulfillment. Thank you for listening to the Paradigms and Perspectives podcast. We really appreciate you taking the time out to listen to this podcast. We really hope that you got some value out of this podcast and that this podcast will assist with you changing your paradigm and changing your perspective so that you can live the life that you was meant to live. And we look forward to seeing you in another podcast episode. Thank you and have a good day.